You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. It ain't the left side or the right side. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan-sided network and finfanatic.com. We're entering our final preseason game here against the Bengals on Sunday night. So this Sunday night, we've got, uh, or excuse me, not Sunday night, Sunday at 3 p.m. Central time, we've got the Dolphins versus Bengals in the final preseason game. And then two days later on August 31st, Tuesday, the Dolphins will cut their roster down to 53 players. But before they cut it down um, to 53, they had to cut it down to 80. And to get there, the Dolphins cut Isaiah Ford, the wide receiver, Jermaine Illuminor, uh, the guard slash tackle, as well as placing Lynn Bowden on on injured reserve ball. And yeah, a little bit of a surprise when, when you take a look at that. I mean, um, when it comes to Bowden, promising young player the Dolphins traded for him last year and according to the IR rules he is not going to be available for any time this season so he's on the shelf long term I thought he was so he's not eligible to return no not at all Ooh. well it's I mean honestly given the receiver depth this year they were going to have to make some tough cuts anyway so why not put him on a shelf for for next year uh, if if they need him I think that was a strategy too, because you got to think it was because I mean, uh, Bowden had the injury in the Falcons game with the groin and it, presumably he was going to miss a couple of weeks already. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he, he would have headed into the season with an injury. And if the Dolphins had decided to cut him and let him go to another team. Okay. Then, then you've got, um, you're going to have him on the shelf for a couple of weeks. Now you put him on injured reserve, and then next offseason, Albert Wilson's a free agent. Uh, Who knows how long Devontae Parker is going to be around as far as year-to-year. Preston Williams, kind of that same thing. I mean, there are a lot more seats probably going to be available at wide receiver in 2022 and beyond. 
Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch, and can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Yeah, and, and you actually brought up in our chat that they could potentially caught him with some type of injury settlement and then I think they could bring him back if he decided to resign. There's like some weird hokey loophole, but I think if you cut him, he's probably going to look for somewhere that he could get a little more playing time than he's going to here. Um, and that probably wouldn't be a good play for the Lynn Bowden camp either because you know, do you really want to go onto your third team in less, I mean, in a little bit over a year? with a torn groin and just try to gut it out through the rest of the year? Or do you want to kind of take a step back, back, pump the brakes, be with a good organization here with a deep wide receiver room and get in there as a third or fourth receiver next year? So I, I think that there was something going on as far as an understanding that, hey, we're going to shelve you this year. And I think it's a good move for both sides. I do. I agree with that. Um, it's, you know, I mean, God, you look at, what Miami has in that receiver room this year. I know we're going to be talking about our 53-man shortly. And there are some tough cuts in that receiver room. I mean, I'm looking at, um, you know, looking at this roster and who I think makes it and who's right on the cusp. And I'm looking at our chat and people talking about Kirk Merritt, people talking about Malcolm Perry, people talking about, you know, you know God, I, no one's talking about Preston Williams. Like... You know, he, yeah. we need to see something from him in this game for him to have a shot at this point. Yeah, and uh, maybe, maybe not, because I don't think Preston Williams is going to play. Uh, and so it's really good, probably going to be the Kirk Merritt show. Anybody who's remotely hurt is unlikely to play. Um, but I think it it is what it comes down to is, to me, and we'll, we'll get to this in a second, but, you know, you've got taken Fuller out of the equation for, you know, the 53-man roster. Parker, Waddle, Wilson, Hollins appear to be on the roster. Jakeem Grant, we think, is on the roster, too. So that's five, even taking Fuller out of the equation. And when you consider Bowden and Hearns are on injured reserve, that kind of just leaves Preston Williams against Kirk Merritt heading into this final preseason game. Well, and Malcolm Perry. Uh, Malcolm Perry, yeah. Malcolm Perry, too. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, I think he's got a more of an outside shot. But yeah, he he does factor into the mix too. Because I, I, to be honest with you, and I, I know we're jumping the jumping ahead a little bit here, 
I almost feel like it's Malcolm Perry versus Kirk Merritt at this point. Um, I, I there comes a time as a coach that you get a little sick of nagging injuries and guys going on IR year after year after year after year, and not at a point when it's just strategic. Um, you know, like it's just you can't. You start to feel like you can't count on a player being there for you down the stretch. And if your goal is to win a Super Bowl, you need to be able to count on a player being there down the stretch. So that sounds good in theory. My question is, why wouldn't they have done that already with Preston Williams? Why why would they still have him on the team? Uh, would they have done it already and given the other guys more reps? As I, and I asked the same question with Landon Roberts. Why would you have brought him back just to have him, you know, get into the lineup for a week and then cut him again? You know, I so that that's why spoiler alert here. I I'm going to have them making my 53 man roster. Oh, geez. Now we're already going to. That's it. I'm keeping two fullbacks. <laughs> so let's let's uh, set the baseline here, though, heading into the Bengals game, because it is all about the 53 man roster now. Um, you know, in the Miami Herald today, I mean, uh, they, they talked about that two two is not going to play on Sunday. Most of the wide receiver room is not going to play on Sunday. Um, and uh, Brian Flores, let's see this quote here. Uh, <laughs> we're still going through that as a staff. We've got to play the game so we can't rest everybody. So <laughs> that just pretty much shows what they're thinking heading into this game. I mean, uh, look, let's not get anybody hurt. And you've got probably five or ten players who this game matters for. Yeah, no, I mean, it, judging by what we've got here on our, on our roster, it's 10 players that it truly matters for at this point. It does. And so let's get into an exercise that you and I did here over the last couple of days is looking at the Dolphins roster now. You know, we've talked about roster locks before, but let's take take a look at the 50 at the projected roster right now as it sits today. The Dolphins are going to carry 53 players. Will Fuller is obviously out of the, the conversation because he's going to be out week one. He doesn't count against the Dolphins uh, in week one. You and I combined have 43 of the 53 players comfortably on the roster right now. It's not to say nothing can't happen, an injury, a trade, whatever can't happen. But 43 out of 53 players we feel really good are going to make the roster. So let's go ahead and go through those. At quarterback, no surprises, uh, Tua and Jacoby Brissett. At running back, Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, and Malcolm Brown, so three comfortably there. Um, at wide receiver, with Fuller out of the equation, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, and Matt Collins. So that's five. Uh, tight end, Mike Kosicki, Hunter Long, and a lot of competition at the bottom there, but we've got two comfortably making it uh, there. Uh, the offensive line, we've we've got eight. Austin Jackson, Liam Eikenberg, Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis as the starters. Then as the backups, Solomon Kindley, Greg Little, and and uh, seventh-round pick Lornell Coleman, who's been impressive lately. Hard to see him getting cut. So on the defensive side of the ball, on the edge spot, we've got Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Phillips, um, 
At defensive tackle, Raquan Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Adam Butler. At, at the off-ball linebacker spot, um, Bernard Bernardrick McKinney, Jerome Baker, Andrew Van Ginkle, Sam Egwavon. And at defensive backers, let's start at cornerback, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Justin Coleman, Noah Igbenogany, and Jamal Perry. Six cornerbacks comfortably on the roster right now, according to us. Safety, Javon Holland, Eric Rowe, Jason McCourty, and Brandon Jones. So four safeties. And then, of course, Jason Sanders, uh, Pilardi, and and uh, Blake Ferguson. I'm running out of gas here now uh, as we get down. So that is 43 players we have on the 53-man roster, Paul. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a lot of names. Jesus, I, I'm impressed you got through all that. Um, it's, uh, no, it's, it's, there's some interesting battles left. I mean, I know we're going to be talking about the receiver room. I know we're going to be talking about the running back room with three there, the tight end room. Uh, whoever our final offensive lineman is, newsflash, it's probably a center for each of us. Um, you know, then a couple of little spots left on defense, but it's amazing how many tough cuts it looks like Miami has left at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of them, and I, I can't believe that I'm looking at this roster and, and I'm seeing a couple of the names that I, I do think are going to be cut. So let's take a look at at who we have filling those final 10, 10 spots there. So, you know, no surprises to and Brissette at quarterback. We both got those. Running back, I've got just those three making the roster. Uh, Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, and Malcolm Brown. I mean, Savan Ahmed more active in the passing game here this year, so maybe they don't have to keep Patrick Laird as much as they probably would have otherwise would have had to. So I'm going to stick with three at running back. Did you uh, did you go with four or did you go with three? I kept Laird. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, his his rapport with that's Tua a- is, is is huge. Um, it's absolutely huge. So that being the case, I, I I kept him on the roster here. As much as I wanted to see Jared Dokes make the roster, I just couldn't do it. You know, the odds are that the Dolphins are going to keep a fourth running back, um, Dokes or. Laird, I, I left. I left. Laird was one of my final cuts off the roster here, you know. But Laird also played a lot of special teams over the last couple of years too, so he does have a really good chance to make the roster in that way too. Uh, wide receiver, you know, to me it it boils down to Preston Williams versus Kirk Merritt with uh, Malcolm Perry having an outside shot. Um, how about you? For me, it really boils down to, to Perry versus Merritt. Um, I think they'll be able to make a case to use some type of injury designation on Williams, uh, even though they brought him back, uh, given the fact that he hasn't been able to play yet and things like that. Um, or they may shop him around and hope somebody bites with a conditional draft pick. But as far as Perry goes, the fact that he is so position flexible uh, – we know Brian Flores puts a huge, huge value on positional flexibility. He sure does. And, you know, you've said several times as well that maybe they look at Malcolm Perry not as much as a receiver, but as, you know, kind of that that fourth running back who can be moved around a lot. And, you know, he also obviously came out of Navy as a quarterback. So 
that versatility, maybe he does end up staying on the roster, even though he hasn't flashed as much as some of the other receivers. You know what? You, um, quoted, you quoted me well enough. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to keep Malcolm Perry at running back, and I'm going to keep Kirk Merritt at wide receiver. And all right, so, so Laird. Laird's gone, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, makes sense. Um, yeah, and I think it yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, tight end, um, you still have Durham Smythe, and I've got Adam Shaheen, I would imagine, right? Yep. Yeah, I've, st- I've got Shaheen. I've also got Seathan Carter making the roster. The Dolphins keeping four tight ends. I – Still think Durham Smythe is going to be traded for you know probably a seventh round pick. You'd be crazy not to offer a, offer the Dolphins a draft pick for a Durham Smythe or or Preston Williams at this point uh, with the talent that they bring. If it's going to only cost you a sixth or a seventh round pick, probably a seventh round pick. But if you cut Smythe, you save over two million dollars, and the Dolphins have you know just over the last year given a lot of guaranteed money. Well, not a lot, but they've given guaranteed money to Seathan Carter and to Adam Shaheen. And I think that means something. And I think that's going to be the, the biggest difference in this. That's why Smythe, as much as, as solid as he's been, I, I think he gets the ax. Yeah. And I actually have Carter on my roster as well. So I, I like that call, keeping a fullback cat, keeping a fullback. I love it. Not a fullback, not a fullback at all. I mean, uh, the see, I actually, I do have a fullback. On my roster, his name is Landon Roberts, who doubles as a linebacker. See, that's where I see the value. And you know, if if we're talking about such a logjam linebacker spot, which we'll get to, um, and everything is really up in the air, yeah, I'm going to give the edge to somebody who can play fullback because you know, hey, look, it's a useless position. You know, you you don't really love yourself if you play fullback, and you know, it's it's. I've heard so a lot good. of fullbacks that love themselves. So, for a lot that don't, a lot, a lot that are struggling right now, uh, because they can't be a running back or can't be a receiver or tight end. You know, it's I, I feel bad for them. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry to all the fullbacks out there. Uh, no, and and yeah, I, I feel you on that. I mean, it, it's I'd go a different direction as far as fullbacks that are already on the roster and say Christian Wilkins. Uh, it's sure love having him in that backfield sure uh, but we all I know uh, how, how many years have you had to listen to me talk about putting one of those fat guys in the backfield or two yeah and i've, I've got to give a shout out to uh to a guy in our comments a lot his name's wayne and he makes a lot of good points he goes back to the 70s and the 80s and him my thing is that's the point you're going back to the 70s and the 80s the fullback has been replaced by wide receiver, a better fullback. Just kidding. I love you, Wayne. Um, offensive line. So we've got the eight locks: uh, uh, Austin Jackson, Liam Eichenberg, Michael Dieter, Robert Hunt, Jesse Davis, Greg Little, Solomon Kindley, and Larnell Coleman as our eight that are going to be on the roster. At least Wait, it'd be shocking can, if one got cut. Can I make a prediction? Hmm. You kept Skippy Skura. Am I right? Uh, I did. I did. Um, I'm not saying I would, but I mean, I, I, I did as well. Um, as much Over. as I don't want to. Oh, Cam Tom gets the old heave ho, huh? I'm hoping he doesn't. But but Cam Tom get, gets shown the door unless he can, you know, play some fullback for us, um, which I doubt. Oh, I, 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 I would have. 
um, been in favor of having Matt Scura be, you know, a, a very likely on the team as the 44th likely, I guess we can say. But uh, the other day, uh, Skippy Scurra returned, according to Barry Jackson, skipped some uh, skipped some uh, footballs across the pavement there, and Cameron Tom replaced him at one point as the second center. So that competition's not over, and that's going to be a big one here in the Bengals-Dolphins game. Matt Scurra against Cameron Tom. So we've both got Scurra, but, you know, never know. if Cam- Cameron Tom may be a good game away from being – that you know ninth or tenth offensive lineman and that brings me to my other point paul is that you know this is a game that i i do want to see uh against the Bengals. look the, the starters are going to be out i mean this is the most useless preseason game but it does mean something for players in the bottom of the roster i want to see from quarter one to quarter four greg little matt scura cameron tom Robert Jones and Larnell Coleman playing basically every snap uh, here, because if in that, when you go up against NFL caliber talent, if those five guys do for those four quarters, I think you're going to see a lot that you need to see out of them in a game situation. Uh, they're not going to be going up against starters themselves. Um, I say starters, NFL caliber kind of talent. Well, we're putting out, some NFL cal, uh, uh, not really NFL caliber kind of talent um, as well in a few of the the positions there, but you know, I I can't bring myself to say I want to see Skippy out there. I just can't. I want to see Cam Tom out there killing it. And you know what? If if the only way I want to see Skippy out there is if we think that handling that many snaps, he's going to. Uh, do his best impression of of Pouncey and, and Roethlisberger in the playoffs last year. I mean, I I want to see those five guys on the field and and someone doing a good job because if you know we've talked about Larnell Coleman that you know he's an impressive athlete he's he's looked the part a lot more than we thought if he goes out there and he plays a a really good game I, I think that says something about him but if he goes out there and gets his butt kicked. Maybe I start rethinking this about him being a you know very likely to be on the roster. So see, offensive line is big in this game. I've seen enough from Coleman that I want to see more, and I want to see how he develops at this point. So yeah. for me, I I would be comfortable with them saying, you know what, we've seen enough of Coleman. We want to develop him. We'll play him for a quarter, and we're good. Um, you know, and see them put Robert Jones out there. See them put guys like Panky out there. I want to see a lot of. Durval Kiraz Nito uh, in this game and see what he can do because I'm sick and tired of hearing about him. I want to see it. And when I saw him, uh, when I rewatched the Falcons game, I, I saw it. I was impressed by him. I mean, for such a short body of work for being on the team for six years or whatever. Now, I think he's been on the team for two years uh, on the international exemption. But I, I, I hope at least he gets back on the practice squad. I mean, I, I, I would certainly be in favor of that. So we'll see. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, um, we talked about the, the edge players. Obviously, Agba, Jalen Phillips make it. Uh, Van Ginkle, if he kind of is an edge guy. Um, 
you know, we go back and forth. We've both put him on, put him off. Jason Strobridge, this is a big game for him. He had a couple of really good reps against the Falcons, one of which was that uh, safety by Sam Egwavon on Felipe Franks in the Falcons game, um, where he pushed the edge really, really well. And that's the kind of player he's got to be. So is he going to be on your final 53-man roster? I kept him. I did, too. I did, too. Barely. I mean one of the final guys on my roster and at defensive tackle, I kept obviously, I mean, obviously Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Adam Butler. Um, and I did keep John Jenkins too. I mean, I is given that look when the dolphins are struggling in run defense, if they are this year uh, of John Jenkins at nose tackle and Raekwon Davis at defensive end, I think that could be a good look, and I think that's what the Dolphins were kind of aiming for when they brought John Jenkins back after a really good 2019 season and that loss season for the Dolphins. Um, did you have John Jenkins making it? I did not. I did keep Butler, though. That was a That's a tough call with Jenkins. Um, it, it is. I, I like Jenkins a lot, but my thing here is what Sealer, uh, Davis – and Wilkins were down the stretch last year was the start of something potentially special. And I just don't see a lot of reps that you're going to get him on the field for other than goal line. And you've got some of these edge guys that I think could eat those reps. And that's where it gets very tough for me because I'd rather have Raekwon Davis and Sealer on the field than Jenkins and Raekwon Davis. Yeah. You know what? Uh, for, for another reason, I'm, I'm going to take Strobridge off my 53 here. Um, this is a fluid because, you know, you're right, is that when you look at kind of those down defensive linemen, um, Davis, Wilkins, Sealer, Butler, and then you, you, Agba and, and Jalen Phillips are not down defensive linemen. You know, they're, they're, but Agba pretty much is. He's got his hand in the dirt a lot. Phillips Agba will can. too. Like, yeah, he, he can, and Phillips can too, and Agba will more. Yeah, maybe there's not room for a seventh uh, seventh lineman there. Um, so, I, I'm I, Strobridge, you're gone. Sorry. See, for me, the fact that Strobridge can get a little more upfield push than I think Jenkins can, that's where Jenkins can hold the line a little better, but Strobridge can actually get upfield, and you do need to get some penetration from that spot in a Brian Flores defense, and, and that's where I think Strobridge gets the edge. Yeah, my question is: Can uh, can Butler move out there at defensive end and and set set an edge? And we know that when you give that front of, you know, Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, and Zach Sealer as that three man down line, they set good edges too. When you've got Sealer uh, and and you've got Christian Wilkins there on the edge too, so yeah i mean it's front seven gets hairy it, it really does and then off ball linebacker you know if we if we have van ginkle as the as an edge guy he's the one guy that's that's really fluid um we've both got jerome baker bernardrick mckinney obviously and then it is a mad dash for those final uh two or three linebacker spots we have Egwavon comfortably making the team now and when you think about it last couple of years one of the he, one of the players who has the most special teams reps obviously had the amazing game against the Falcons in the Dolphins dress rehearsal has been with the team for several years. We've got them both comfortably making the roster. And then it's, it's, it gets hairy between Jordan Scarlett, Landon Roberts, 
Calvin Munson, Shaq Griffin, and Duke Riley. Out of those five guys, who who do you have making the roster there? I have two making the roster. I've got Griffin and I've got Roberts. Uh, Griffin because I think he's shown a little bit of a, of ability to also go out and play that Van Ginkle role, and Roberts because it's again he's a switchblade player. Um, I don't love the idea of keeping Roberts. I hope he doesn't see a snap all year. Uh, I don't like his guesswork, even though sometimes he hits, and when he hits, it's big. But when he doesn't, it's horrific. But again, I think he is a little bit of a Flores guy as well. I agree. I also have Roberts. So, like I said before, making the fifty-three, um, because it, it being the other day in practice, he was getting first-string reps, not not ahead of Bernardrick McKinney, but in relief of him. Uh, and I don't think he'd be in that spot right now so close to the season if the Dolphins weren't serious about keeping him on the roster. So he makes it for me, too. Um, and Calvin Munson stays on the 53-man roster ahead of Duke Riley, Vince Beagle, and Jack Griffin. Uh, and the reason, very simply, is he's moved around a lot at outside linebacker and inside linebacker, and He's one of Brian Flores' favorite special teams guys. So he, for me, also makes the 53-man roster. Um, defensive back, we've got the locks uh, of Howard, Holland, Rowe, Byron Jones, Nick Needham as the fifth corner, as the fifth defensive back. Jason McCourty is sixth. Brandon Jones is seventh. Justin Coleman is eighth. Noah Igbenogany is ninth. Jamal Perry as 10th because of the impressive training camp as well as his special teams work last year and his versatility at safety and cornerback uh, outside cornerback as well as nickelback I've got Javaris Davis as my 11th guy making the 53 man roster I love Javaris Davis he was that close to being being my uh, my my freaking final position but (laughs) I'm going to go with Trill Williams on this one. It's a positional flexibility for me as far as Trill Williams goes. That will be an interesting competition in the Bengals game because Trill Williams has very raw physical skills. He's the perfect guy to keep as the 53rd guy. Javaris Davis continues to impress, and uh, regardless of which one makes it, you know, maybe, maybe both make it. Uh, maybe neither one make it. Uh, I hope you see one or both of these guys on the practice squad if that's the case. Then finally, uh, Pilardi, Sanders, Ferguson. Take a heart attack for for anything like that not to happen. So I, I have to say this, Cat. Every time, because because of the the tone of your voice, every time you say Ferguson, all I can picture is Norm Macdonald as Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy, referring to himself as Turd Ferguson. And it makes me laugh every single time. So if you say Ferguson and you see me laugh, it's literally me picturing Norm Macdonald with the big stupid hat on on Saturday Night Live doing his Turd Ferguson thing as Burt Reynolds. I and, love that. I uh, love that skit. I also think I have a, a beautiful sounding voice, so I'm conflicted now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, I tell you what, I've been fighting <laughs> too. And uh, Don't say that right now. It's been a long week. And I don't know if I have much, much, much else left. I mean, we've had a, we've been through quite a journey here since the Dolphins' last game against the Bills. Gone through the draft. Um, 
four months of the draft, a post-draft, trudging through the summer, 53-man roster predictions. I think this is our fifth one now. Three preseason games. Man, I'm ready for the season to get here now. Dude, we are almost there, and I can't wait. I will be at the first season game. I'm going to coach two games that morning and hop in the car and haul my butt up to, to Foxborough. Uh, it'll be the wife and kids' first Dolphins game in person. Um, and, God, it would be so nice to start this new season with an utter smackdown of Mac and Cam and, and everybody else up on that Patriots roster. I cannot wait. So who do you think is going to start for the Patriots week one? Mac Jones or uh, Cam Newton? I think Cam's going to start, but I think Mac will come on in relief, um, especially if Miami's able to create some turnovers early. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think it's going to be more Mac Jones. And, um, you know, I, I kind of like that if that's the case. So you, you know, I, I think Cam Newton has a better chance to, to beat the Dolphins in week one, but Mac Jones uh, is obviously throughout the next couple of years probably going to be the better quarterback. So, yeah, I'm, I'm – you know, either way, I'm I, I have a good feeling about Week One for the Dolphins, and I'm not the most overly optimistic person by nature, but I, I feel good about Week One for the Dolphins. I I I, I think they're going to look at the first two games at New England against the Bills at home and think we got to do this right this time because we the Dolphins started out zero and two last year, and even though they finished an amazing ten and six given the circumstances, um, they. They saw those first two games as games that hurt them and ultimately didn't land them in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. And, God, I was just thinking about it with a couple of people talking in the chat. The other thing I wanted to make sure we mentioned, too, and, and, and I know we said we do this almost every episode until uh, it was time, but Dolphins NYC, their MetLife takeover, that's going to be such a blast this year. Um, make sure you guys go check out DolphinsNYC.com. Uh, get in on it. They have a catered tailgate you can get in on. You can take a bus out of New York City. So if you're not from up in the Northeast, you can go go to New York City for the weekend, uh, take the bus right out of Midtown and, and head down to the stadium with a bunch of us. Uh, I think there's like usually 2,000 of us at the game together every year. The Dolphins do their show from the tailgate. Joe Rose hangs out. Garfinkel hangs out. One year it was Duper and Clayton. Uh, Nat Moore always comes and hangs out. Uh, Sam Madison went to it with us one time. I mean, it is a ton of fun. And, oh, yeah, it raises money for charity as well, which is great. They do fantastic work. Uh, absolutely. Um, if a few comments in chat, you know, uh, uh, let's see. Scummy said Steve DeBerg's going to be our third quarterback. <laughs> I love Scummy's I think he, comments. I think, he's, I think he's 70 now. Uh uh, let's see. Trill Williams or Kirk Merritt? Finn Stock says, "Ooh, that's a that's a good one here." Uh, it I may kept come, both. It may, yeah. Paul kept both, and I keep I kept neither. So we'll see about that. And again, Trill Williams, Kirk Merritt, Robert Jones at guard. These are players you got to look out for in the Bengals game. If you're looking for a cohesive starting Dolphins offensive line for Week One, don't watch the Bengals Dolphins game. I'll warn you that right now. Scummy also said, "Does Micah Parsons make our final 53 man roster?" That's just low. That is that. Oof. Trying to cut wounds there. Uh, oh, man, oh, man. Could have traded up for him. but uh, We we'll could see. have. <laughs> we absolutely could have. Uh, uh, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep tonight. Uh, let's see here. 
Hey, Bill. What's our, our, our Hey, Ron. What's going on? Uh, the roster update. You you know you where to find it, Ron. You can find oh, it on YouTube. You can find it on wherever we are, uh, iTunes, and we're going to be sure to be back here as well on Sunday night. Um, recapping the Bengals game and really kind of put the finishing touches on the Dolphins' fifty-three man roster. Paul, before we say good night here, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, no, Michael Bustamante. Paul is mad cool. I, that that's my favorite comment in the chats tonight. Just so you know, like it's. I think that you hit that nail on the head, uh, Michael, and I appreciate it. But what about me? I mean, I, it just. He didn't mention you. Whatever. Don't, don't 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 be all green with jealousy, cat. Nah, we know, cat. You know, I love you anyway. So. You're okay. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Uh, that's gonna do it here. I'm like a fullback to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, no, see, you're like a center. Uh, in my Heartline jersey, <laughs> yeah, that's I. I was thinking about wearing my Jonathan Martin jersey just to oh. prove to people that I actually had one. Uh, so oh. that hey, even though uh, you know I, I tend to be serious, I can laugh at myself. I paid no. three hundred three hundred dollars for a Jonathan Martin jersey. Wrote an article about <laughs> about buying the Jonathan Martin jersey, and then the whole Bullygate scandal happened. I'm willing to bet if you wear the Jonathan Martin jersey for one of our shows. He will show up in the news within a week for <laughs> something. That's that is for sure, and that's going to do it for our preview of the Bengals game and our analysis here of the ever-evolving Dolphins fifty-three man roster. I'm Brian Cat NFL Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, iTunes, the finfanatic.com website, and the fan-sided network. And if it's not on the right, right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Have a good night, everyone. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.